Welcome, everybody, to episode 78 of Disney with the Ducks. Tonight, you've got me, John Crawl, and um, a few of my other favorite ducks. We've got Jody B. Hi, friends. Lonnie. Greetings. Kevin's with us. Hey, everybody. So glad to be back. And we've got our friend John Luther joining us. Hey, everybody. Hey, John. All right. So tonight, um, we, we've got a special guest. So uh, we've got a trip report for you. But first, before we get to that, um, we want to ask a question to get to know each other a little better and, and help our listeners get to know us a little bit better. So um, tonight's question with John on, John and I text a lot about random bands, and I've picked up a lot of cool, uh, cool bands to listen to through John. So what I wanted to ask the group tonight was, what's your favorite band to see live? And uh, Kevin, we'll go with you first. Okay. So it was, it took me a few years to get the tickets. I finally got them. Um, and it's, it was the most amazing concert I've ever seen. Best concert live I've ever been to, uh, Metallica. And it was live at the Horseshoe, Ohio State. So that was kind of cool. I drove up from Lexington oh. when I was at UK and uh, went with a few friends. And that was, it was blazing hot outside, but, that was the best concert ever. They played all of their old stuff and all their new stuff too. And had a bunch of guests there that played with them. And, you know, it's the summer group, summer Senate, summer sanitarium is what it was called then. And so they had, you know, Limp Biscuit, Lincoln Park, Deftone, Mudvayne, all of them there together. It was really a good one. Nice. Now, so what year was this early two thousands? Yes. Like a okay. 2002, I think. Okay. So a couple, like probably oh, a little while after like load it was it was right when saint anger came out it was okay. like a month after it came out man what a what a great band they yeah it was so fun to see live in the in the pyrotechnics and stuff i mean yeah it's crazy i don't see how they how they get by one show without catching some a bunch of stuff on fire so nice it was cool. yeah that's awesome um all right uh john why don't you tell us what your? I know you've probably got a huge list of them, but what what's your favorite? It, it's hard, and I know there were allowed like two answers, right? That's usually how. Uh, I mean, you can go as many. If as your you name want. is a John, you're allowed to choose. <laughs> That's yeah. what happens. Yeah, you just list as many as you possibly can. Um, but no, since we're saying band, I will not use solo artist here. I'm going to follow the rules very specifically. Um, and I'm going to go with my most recent, just last Thursday, I saw Jason Isbell and the 400 unit for the first time, and they were fantastic. Their energy reminded me almost of, uh, seeing Springsteen the first time they played all the new stuff, which for me was great. Cause that's kind of what I wanted to hear and the old stuff you'd want to hear. So, um, it was just a phenomenal show and the energy was just great. So ask me after the next concert, that might be my answer, but for today, that's that. Yeah, it's, it, there's always that recency bias, but um, yeah, no, that's awesome. And ever since you mentioned you went to see him, I've been listening to him the last couple of days and I love it. So it's always good finding new artists. It is. Uh, so hopefully some of our listeners will pick up some something new to listen to after listening to all of us give our favorites. Um, Jody, what about you? What's your favorite live band to see? Uh, well, my husband won't want me to answer Pearl Jam or uh, Foo Fighters, but those are his favorites, which are entertaining to see. And I've seen plenty of times with him. I tend to like more calmer, folkier type of music. So I I really like 
camp, C-A-A-M-P camp. Mm -hmm. I like the Lumineers. Um, I, for years and years and years, never missed a concert by a band called Over the Rhine, which was a local band that kind of went bigger. Um, they had a Christmas show that I went to every year, but I, I don't, I'm not really into like the flashy, big, crazy. Like a bunch of my friends just went to go see Pink the other night and she comes, although I'm sure it was a lovely concert, she comes like twirling on the stage and um, it does acrobatics on stage, which I think is super, super cool, but that's just not my style. I'm kind of more chilling into the music. So really my answer is a band that sounds like the band when you go to hear them on stage is my favorite. I hate when you go hear a band and they sound absolutely nothing like their produced albums um, that they've been engineered so much that you're like, okay, that's not even remotely close. So I just like bands that sound legit. Like, like they sound like, you know, they sound like them. So. That's a really good point because that that's something that I think a lot of people look at look for whenever they go to a concert is how much it's going to sound like what it what they think it should. Sound and listen, like. I want the I want different renditions of things, and I want the harmonies to be different, and I want yeah. a different take on it. But I don't want it to sound. So we went to go see I don't know back in the day Lollapalooza or whoever, and it was um, I don't even remember who, but they sounded so horrible live, I'm like. Oh goodness. They have been produced so much that they don't, that's, they can't even carry, they're not even strumming the same chord. Like this guy over there is on G and that one's over on C and this one's on F. Like they're totally on different pages. So um, yeah, I just like bands that are solid and in, in, in concert, but I, I don't need all the, all the glitz glamour personally. Okay, that's fair. I mean, I kind of like both. I'm good either way. I mean, they're I, fun. It's fun. Like, they're both I, fun in different ways, right? Like yeah. one's fun in like a soul satisfying way, and one's fun in like uh, I'm gonna have a bunch of white claws kind of way. Like exactly, just different <laughs> different types of fun. Um, Lonnie, what's your favorite band to see in a live setting? Oh, man, that's a hard one. Um, you know, um, living in New Orleans, you know, we got a chance to see a lot of bands. You know, Essence Music Festival, you see a bunch. Uh, Jazz Fest, you know, you go two weeks, you're seeing a whole bunch. So it's a, it's a whole lot of bands. But I think if I have to kind of, um, with the true band in mind, I'm going to go with Earth, Wind & Fire. I'm going old school. They got the horns, you know, they got the, you know, dancing, they got it all. So um, they put on a really, really good show. Uh, and I see now they're in concert again. It's funny, I was looking them up earlier, that they're, they're touring now, actually. So they'll be in Dallas in a few weeks with Lionel Richie all people so i mean oh, wow. you know, drive over there and see that one but uh they do a yeah. really really good concert so i'll take i'll take them them for the win john wow i honestly lonnie if you could have given me a thousand guesses of what your favorite live band would be i would not have picked earth wind and fire ah okay I, that's that's so fun there we go I, I, I um, john i surprised him well yeah because i think you had said your favorite concert was uh Sade, right? In yes. New Orleans also. Yes. So I was expecting you to go like that route. And mm -hmm. uh this is fun. Well, but I use uh, you know, when you talk about band, you know, Earth Wind and Fire got oh, yeah. horns in the back. I mean, they are rolling, you know, they got yeah, know, it's the a lot trumpets, they got saxes, they got everybody back there, right? In yeah. fact, I mean, I probably could have got on stage and blended in and they wouldn't even know I was there. They had so many people <laughs> in there. So uh, you know, hey, there you go. It's like Lyle Lovett, Lovett and his live band, John. You and I were talking about Lyle Lovett the other night. Yeah. Like I love Lyle Lovett in concert, you know. Mm -hmm. And it, with this live band, I mean they're they're pretty they're pretty awesome. 
Because the full band. If I had a pony, I would ride it on my boat. Yes, you would. That's the only Lyle Lovett song I know. It's a good one. It is. It's really good. But I only know it because I think there was a version of Dave Matthews covering it somewhere. So, um, Oh, I wonder what John's answer is going to be. So, okay. So I've got two and I can't, I can't, I just can't decide. Uh, So Dave Matthews band has always been my favorite band in the world, but they sound amazing live and I I love seeing them. Um, So like, that's just, I I saw them again a couple weeks ago and it was the best just the best. Um, but there's another band called OAR of a Re- revolution that is a similar style of music. Um, but they're just as, as fun as Dave Matthews. But the, I think the reason I like them maybe even a little bit more live is cause I like Katie and I went and saw them play um, their lead singer, play acoustic guitar at a record store by my parents' house. There was 25 people there, you know, back 20 some years ago and just things like that. And you see them kind of grow up as a band and it's really cool. And I think that's what I like about Dave Matthews band too, is you've seen all the changes in them live throughout the years and it's, it's just fun. But the energy that OAR brings is unlike anything I've ever seen. Like I get goosebumps and uh, you know, it's just such a fun high energy show. So I'm going to go with OAR, but the Dave Matthews band is honorable mention. Um, and, and I really like, I keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor Swift, to be honest, was actually an amazing show because I've gone to that a few times since I have a 14-year-old daughter. And uh, yeah, that was really good too, surprisingly. But that's not what we're here to talk about tonight. Um, As much as I would love to talk about that all night, we are here to talk about um, a really cool trip that John Luther and his family took recently. Um, So John, why don't you kind of tell us a little bit about your trip? Um, What what dates were you gone and tell the year is 2023, right? Just so when we get to our millionth episode and our fans are listening back, they'll, they'll know that this was 2023, but um, yeah. When, when was your trip? What time of year? Yeah. So it was, we just got back a week ago. Um, we actually left on July 8th and we got back on the 23rd. Wow. Yeah. So Impressive. nice um, trip. weeks. Wait, yeah, that's so it was two weeks. Yeah. Um, and John, who, so yeah, traveled, our, who traveled with you? Who was in your traveling party? Yeah. So we left uh, the airport here uh, with my family, my wife, my daughter, and my son, um, my parents in law, and my sister in law and her family with their three kids as well. Um, so there were 11 of us traveling together. Uh, my wife's parents moved here from Portugal about 50 years ago. And they still have cousins and aunts and uncles over there. So week one was spending time with that extended family. Okay. So that was a lot of a uh, lot of family dinners, um, a bit of sightseeing. But we were in um, a small town. It, I think a town of seventeen thousand called Chaves in the northern part of Portugal, about five minutes from the border in Spain. Um, our hotel was in a fort that was built in the 1640s. Um, there was still the facade from the chapel that was built then that they had kept. Now, the inside of that, of course, was now hotel space. But um, that was just super cool. So, John, for, I know all our listeners want to know this. I mean, you're staying in, sounds like it was beautiful. I think on a previous podcast, I said I always wanted to go to Lisbon, Portugal. But staying in that fort. Um, what's going on now this weekend? Did you see ghosts? We did not see any ghosts there. 
right. Well, that's disappointing. That's a little disappointing. But it sounds beautiful. Uh, That's awesome. So, John, what came first? Was it the... The, and I'm not trying to steal your thunder here, but you did go on a Disney cruise. So did the trip to Portugal come first and you then decide to add on the Disney cruise or did the Disney cruise come first and then you added on the Portugal part? We'd been talking about what to do for our summer trip. And around the same time, the talk about this family trip started. And we said, well, gosh, the kids have wanted to do Disney cruise since we went in 2018 the first time. So, hey, the dream's over in Europe. This just seems like a, you know, good chance to do that. Because it'll be super cool to let them, you know, they they had not been to Spain before. They had been to Portugal. Um, So the itinerary, we started in Barcelona. We went to Cadiz, Spain. Over to Lisbon, Portugal. Up to Vigo, Spain. Le Havre, France. And then it ended in Southampton in England. So it's like right there, you get to add a couple more countries to your uh, list of everything. So that definitely helped steer us in that direction. That's great. So, all right. So you said the first part of your trip though was the to see family. Um, what kind of stuff did you guys do? Did you get out and do any exploring or sightseeing in that area? We did. Yeah. It, again, a lot of it was just spending time with the family. Right. But um there were a few things we had done and it was kind of funny because her aunt and uncle have lived there. I don't know how long they've been in that house in the 20 years I've known them that's been there. We went not 15 minutes from their house and we saw some old, um, old rock tablets that dated back to the bronze age. Wow. So we were driving through this tiny little Portuguese village these three cars in a row and people are looking at it like it's a big parade. <laughs> you know, it's not a huge tourist destination. It's just this cool thing when we were looking, we're like, that's kind of cool. There's these Bronze Age rocks and they're just like that close. Um, we went over the border to Spain to uh, Monterey Castle, which was maybe 20 minutes from their house, which again was just an old castle built in somewhere in the, I believe that was in the 1600s as well. We explored that. We just went to a random tapas place down the hill from there. Um, in Shavs also, when we were there last time, they had just discovered these old Roman baths. There was a parking lot that they wanted to build, and it was over an old field, which had just been a field for years. They started digging it up, and they found these old ruins of some Roman baths. So they've cleaned that all up, and that was just super cool to see as well. Um, those are kind of some of the bigger highlights of the sightseeing things we're able to do in the area. But, um, yeah, it was just neat being in this area where we didn't really see many other American tourists at all. I think we saw maybe two other groups in that, you know, close to a week. And um, it was very different, but it was cool. That's awesome. Sounds like a neat experience and having the family time and getting to know the family a little better. That's really cool. Yeah. Huh. All right. So from there, then you went to a Disney cruise. Where did that, I know you said it came back through uh, Southampton in England. That's where it returned to. Yeah. Okay. Where did it start at? It started in Barcelona. Um, so here's a story that I do need to share because it's funny and sad at the same time. When we were in Shabs. 
Um, we debated if we were going to fly to Barcelona or drive. When I did the distance initially, I did it from where our airport was versus where we actually were. So where we actually were was maybe a nine hour drive to Barcelona. The airport in Porto was about an hour and a half away, but it was like a two hour flight. So to us, it was like, this is a no brainer. Like we're gonna fly, we don't wanna do this drive. When we realized it was only nine hours, it was like, oh, it would have been kind of cool to drive across Spain, but you know what, it's, it's fine. This is still the right way to go. So we get to the airport. We're out waiting to get on the plane and they bring us all back inside. Um, apparently the flight had a cracked windshield. Oh. And for some reason they didn't want to fly with that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That might be a bad thing to take off with. So, just, couldn't they throw some like tape on there? Or duct, tape. Or duct tape. Yeah, duct tape. Duct tape. That's the only thing. Right. You know, about the FAA, yeah. Or like that spray foam that seals no, no. anything. Flex seal. Cool. Yeah. yeah. You don't need the, nah, you don't the flex seal. seal. You need the duct tape. No, the flex seal, though, that would be like the ultimate uh, commercial for that company. They really flew were. a 747 jet. But wait, there's more. <laughs> <laughs> so okay yeah, sorry. yeah. So we, we got back inside and we didn't really hear the announcement and it was in portuguese and my portuguese is not very good so i kind of got in line right behind somebody else um you know they were talking about it as well and i overheard they were going on a cruise i looked and they saw that they had like a six-year-old and a five-year-old i'm like they're on our cruise they like they just knew it so once we knew it was going on i went over and like said a couple words to the dad just to like, I was like, we'll get there. We're going to be fine. We're going to be fine. Wait, is this the day the cruise is leaving? Or day, the day before. before? Okay, day before. Day before. We weren't totally okay. crazy. Day before. Okay. So in the end, it ended up being a six-hour delay. Um, we would have got there quicker by car. We, yeah. It would have been faster to drive in the end. But what was kind of cool is we did kind of talk with and meet that other family that was on our cruise. Um because I was scrolling through Facebook while I was waiting and I saw like, they put up a post like, hey, you're so excited for the cruise. This is before the delay. So it was kind of neat getting to meet them and talk with them before the cruise. But we were half joking about, okay, if like our two groups just share a ride to get there, we can still get there while they're boarding. So that was a fun and, little adventure to get there. And for those of you who, who have not sailed Disney Cruise Line before and you're wondering what John's talking about with the group, um, most Disney Cruise sailings have private Facebook groups for that specific sailing. So let's say you're sailing, you know, um, February 2024 on the Wish or Fantasy or Dream or Magic or Wonder, whatever ship. You type that into a Facebook and your cruise group will come up and you can join that group and begin to meet other people in your cruise. So before your cruise actually uh, sets sail. So it's pretty cool because um, I know our, our very first cruise, we met a really awesome family, quote unquote, met them ahead of time. And then she, we were online for the aqua duck and um, I was talking to my daughter and she was like, oh my gosh, you're in our cruise group. You just said something that I've, I've recognized. And, and then we ended up hanging out with them the entire cruise. So that's really, I'm sure other cruises lines do the same, but I know yeah. specifically Disney Cruise Line, it's, um, it's just nice because you can kind of get to know people a little bit ahead of time and um, in a safe way 
environment because it's a closed a closed group. You have to answer certain questions to get into those groups. So, yeah, and I think John did another great uh, gave a, another great tip, and that's go the day before, right? Yeah. <laughs> think if he was flying in and you got a six hour fine. delay, and next thing you know, the boat's gone. So I think that's a great tip mm -hmm. as well. If you can, if possible, always go in the day before. Yeah, always. you don't want to miss the boat. <laughs> Boom. They would not wait. No. no. <laughs> All right. So you're taking off from Barcelona. So this is this seems like a very long cruise. How long, how many nights? How many days? We were seven nights. Okay, seven nights. So it was a good long time for the first time out. And you said this was your second Disney cruise sailing? Our first Disney cruise line ever. Oh. So our first cruise ever. You know, we've been on boats. Uh, my son and I had actually been deep sea fishing like three weeks beforehand. And he got a little seasick on that. So I was a little worried for him as a result. But of course, that was a ship that was smaller, you know, practically the size of a stateroom, right? It was not a large boat. And this is very different. So, yes. Yeah. Wow. So you went from never setting foot on a Disney cruise to going to a European sailing for seven nights. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's how you do, right? Oh, it right in. escalated real quickly right there. You went from it's boom, like, boom. Uh, why, why bother with the five k? Let's just go for the marathon. You know what? You got to rip yeah. that bandit off quickly. You don't <laughs> yeah. want to. You don't need the slow, like painful build up. Just get to the fun part. Which is, you know, and, and we were nervous about it because having not done a cruise, I was just like, am I going to feel trapped? Like I'm on a hotel the entire time? Not the case. But that was definitely a worry going into it. Good deal. Good deal. I can so see the, that. I'm, I'm the same way. I, it seems like a lot of sitting around, but I think we're, we'll probably hear that, that that's not the case. That's not what you guys did, right? No, no, no. Yeah. So the dream is my favorite ship. So, so John, tell me, first day on a cruise, you get in, they say, welcome to Luther family. What did you do? Walk us through your first day. So, yeah, we, we walked on and um, yeah, the, the check-in for the whole thing was not bad. We were actually boarding group two, which kind of helped. That's pretty good. Um, Cause yeah, that was like, they started boarding at 11 and we were on by 1130. Wow. Nice. So yeah, we got up, um, we saw Mickey at the top of the atrium, people taking pictures. So of course we made a beeline there. They were not knowing how long the lines would get. They never really got that much longer than when we were there, but it was still nice to get that. And um, we discovered the cafe right by where Mickey was standing. And I think, yeah, they knew me by day three. They knew our order <laughs> around the same time. Um, so, you know, my wife was particularly tickled because for her latte, they have the little art. And um, there was like a Pluto uh, stamp at the top of her latte, which is just a nice touch. Um, so we started exploring a little bit. Um, we rounded the first corner and Pluto was just hanging out there, which was awesome because um, you can't make me pick between Pluto and Donald, but it's like so close. And um, so, yeah, we, I got the quick selfie with Pluto, got a couple of pictures with the kids with him. Um, you know, we, at this point, we kind of realized we were getting hungry. So we went up to Cabanas for the first time and, you know, had some lunch. Um, around this time, the rooms were opening up. So we kind of went to check that out and we were like, let's just sit for a little bit. Um, so I went out on the veranda like right away and here's where I started feeling a little green. However, um, it, I, 
it wasn't moving a lot, but I kind of felt that slow rocking. And uh, so I was all worried about my son getting seasick. And in the end, I'm the one who's turning green. So took a little Dramamine, which at that point's kind of too late. But I, I got through it after dinner. Um, okay. So, so yeah. wait, John, did you like feel some effects of that, though, the whole cruise? Or was it just that first day so or a couple of hours? When we came back from our first excursion, I had a little bit of it again. And after that day, I was popping the Dramamine an hour before we were getting on the ship every time, and I was fine. Okay. Amiga didn't need it, but I was not going to chance it. Um, and this is when John was texting me, and I was like, oh, no, he's hating it. Like, I was so worried about his experience. I'm like, he's seasick, and this is their first cruise, and they're in Europe. And I was just... I was so, I mean, cause you want everyone to have a good time, but it was there for, it was like, Oh, this is just so not great. And I, I've, I've never been knock on wood. I've never been seasick on a Disney ship. So I've been seasick on a, like a catamaran or something like that, but never on a, on a Disney ship. So I was, I was just like, Oh, this I was so, I just felt so terrible. I felt so bad for you. My, my wife was completely down till like 5.30 the next day feeling sick. Oh man. Um, and yeah, Jody, I, you, you, you saw that at like the worst because that was our sec, it was I guess the second full night or the third night, our neighbors decided to have a party till like 1 a.m. Like they were being so loud. I, it took me like an hour to like go to guest services and say anything. Cause it was like, it's one, there's public areas, like, come on. And that was just like, I just want to get off this ship. Like, cause I was still feeling sick. It's like one in the morning, you know how that can be. And it was just like, it was fine the next morning. But at that point it was just like, I think that's when I sent Jordy a message. And I was just like, I'm having fun. Really? <laughs> I was so worried about him. But, but in case you ever sail Disney cruise line um, and you are feeling seasick, they do have um, medicine downstairs on the medical level, which is like, one or two deck one or two that's literally outside of the door of the um of the ship medic so you can just grab some there so if you forget to pack some or if you're feeling like you need some um it's kind of a grab and go type of type of situation so we we didn't realize that but we learned guest services had some as well yeah so we we hit them and they were able to help us out they were great so um but no that that was the lowest point of it all and that was just because tired and not feeling well, not a good combo. I think I've told a couple of you, I get very whiny when I'm not feeling well. And that was the case. So. Me too. <laughs> but, I mean, I think everybody does. But yeah, that night, you know, dinner really, really re-encharged us at uh, the Enchanted Garden, which was lovely. Um, and, uh, that night, it was um, a magician, uh, Jamie Raven from Britain's Got Cat Talent. Um, I didn't know him beforehand, but he was very entertaining. Um, that was a fun show. And uh, That's what I love about the longer cruises is they bring in outside talent. Not that the internal Disney performers aren't fabulous, but it's nice to have some mix up with um, on a longer sailing that they bring in different people. I have actually found them to be more entertaining than maybe because I've sailed so many times, but I, I really do like them. So um, he was, was he 
you went to the the family show, the one of the big the big, um, not atrium, but the the theater, right? The yes. theater. Yeah, we only did the the family shows, um, and uh, yeah, they were just super entertaining. You know, the big shows were great too, but it was sort of nice on the other ones because you didn't have to fight for seats. You know, it was just a calmer atmosphere than some of the big shows. Awesome. And again, just for those of you who have never sailed before, um, at least in, I should say from my experience, if you have first dining, you see the show after dinner. But if you have the second dining, you see the show before dinner. That's kind of how it works. So they do the same show twice every night. So no matter which dining time you're assigned to, you still get to see the show. And then a lot of times those magicians or comedians or whatever it may be will do a main show, but then later that evening they'll do an adult version in the in the 18 and up area, which are also a lot of fun. So um, there's adult shows on the Disney cruise. There are a lot wow. of adult things to do on the Disney cruise. Mm -hmm. Wow. Lots of 18 and plus. Okay. Eight, and, and, and our last cruise, they, they oftentimes would say, as a reminder to everyone, this is an 18 and up area. If you are not 18 and older, we will have to ask you to please, you know, leave the premises. So, um, and they were, they were never bad. They were, you know, but they were, they were definitely adult themed. So, okay. Hmm. Interesting. So, so John, so day two, you're at Enchanted Garden. You you mentioned some excursions. What's the, the tell us about your first excursion that you did? Sure. So our first excursion was in Cadiz. Um, there we just did the um, a walking tour of the city, mm. and um, that was neat because that one actually falls even more into the Disney aspect because um, that is actually the oldest still standing city in Western Europe. It was originally founded in the seventh century BC by the Phoenicians. Oh, you need to thank them for that. We did. Thank <laughs> the Phoenicians. <laughs> thank, <them. laughs> thank you, Phoenicians. <laughs> that was wow. neat because a lot of the, the older buildings had been built with something called oyster stone, which was like a mix of sand and oyster shells. Mm -hmm. And I didn't get the magic recipe for how they did it, but it was just neat seeing these buildings that were, it was like, there's oyster shells in there. And it was just really cool. Just that's what they had to build with. So that's what they did. And the fact that it's still standing, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, it's a lot better than the roads in Michigan. I'll tell you that. Cause they were <laughs> rebuilt all last year. Yeah, Kevin, Mr. Transportation Man, maybe yeah. you should uh, you should pitch that to your boss. Yeah. Like, let's build roads with shells and Venetians and Romans. They know how to build roads and waterway or uh, aqueducts. aqueducts right? and, yeah, yeah, they know how to build it. And the Egyptians too. And they know how to walk. They do. Oh God! Anytime you can work a Bengals reference into a podcast, it's you're winning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so, back oh, to your excursion, uh, John. Okay. We're so sorry. <laughs> so, so on that excursion, did you have a guide that would walk with you? We did. Yeah, they met us basically right after we had disembarked from the ship. Um, it was not a far walk. It was maybe three miles round trip when all was said and done. So um, yeah, they brought us over to see that. Um, the big attraction on that was the Camera Obscura, 
which was in one of the many watchtowers in the city. I think there were about 150 watchtowers in the city, um, which was kind of cool. But this was one of the taller ones. And they had like a mirror set up on the top. So it actually would project into a dish inside a dark room, images of the city. So they'd be able to go around. And it was almost like you were spying on people on the ground. It was oh, cool. really neat. There's some of those around the US as well and a few in Europe, but um, it was our first time seeing it and that was really neat. And John, uh, did you book all of your excursions through Disney Cruise Line or did you do anything privately? We did them all through Disney Cruise Line. Um, I, I wanted to keep it easier. And um, actually a couple of these we did not have when we got on the ship, but pretty much the third or fourth thing we did was run over to the port excursion team and get on the waiting list for a couple of these and we were able to get on ones we did not have before. So another phenomenal tip um, that John just dropped there, because a lot of times you get on the app and everyone's doing it. And of course, you know, when you're checking into a Disney cruise, it goes by your cruise level. So some of the things that you want may be sold out, but always you can hop on a wait list uh, when you get there. Uh, and he went straight to it and got the cruise. So awesome tip you just shared, John. Thank you. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, and, and you know, then we had a little free time and checked off one of the box. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say there's advantages and disadvantages doing both. Just real quick. Um, so if you book with Disney Cruise Line and something happens at your excursion, the ship will not leave without you. Or if they do, Disney will get you back to the ship no matter what, because you booked that excursion with Disney. If you go out on your own on an excursion and let's say your van gets a flat tire and you miss getting back on the ship. Good luck you miss getting yeah. back on the ship. So Disney excursions tend to cost a little bit more. Um, shocking, Disney costs more. But um, they, you have that comfort level of knowing that no matter what, you're going to be okay. They're going to get you on that ship and to get you taken care of. So yeah. Yeah. I think being your first Disney cruise, um, I have never booked anything outside of Disney Cruise Line. I'm just too chicken. But being your very first Disney cruise and being in another country where maybe not everybody speaks English or, you know, a language barrier. Um, I think that was a very smart move. Yeah. How much, how much does peace of mind cost? I mean, really, that's what I think about it. So I, I booked through Disney as well. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. So right. sorry, John, didn't mean to interrupt. I just wanted to give that little feedback on there. No, that's a good tip too. So yeah. <clears throat> um, after that, we had some of our uh, spare time and we were able to check off one of my daughter's big uh, wants on the list and we got churros in Spain. Now, oh, I'll nice. say I am not a big churro fan usually and I loved them. So they were a little what thinner. Made them and crispier. What made them different? They were a little thinner and crispier at the cafe we got them at. Um, so it's not like we went, it's not like we had time to figure out where the best place, you know, we weren't checking Yelp to see who had the best churros. <laughs> basically, okay, we're here. They have churros. We're going to go get them there. And uh, yeah, it is a random place that were really good. Um, and of course, then we had to get some ice cream as well because we're on vacation and you need two desserts. And I had the most fantastic dark chocolate gelato. It was, That's it, it's a good thing it's not here. <laughs> you don't like that chocolate at all, John, do you? <laughs> I might be addicted. I don't know. 
You're the one who I have to blame for that the Main Street confectionery peanut butter chocolate M M&M M cookie. The, the peanut butter pie cookie yeah. is my all cookie. your fault. It's all your fault. You're welcome. It's so good. <laughs> you guys are making me very hungry. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I need some cookies. <laughs> Man, I can always use a good cookie. But uh, okay. so, oh, got, so got back on it. So John, were you on the early dining or the late dining? We did the early dining. So in real life, we tend to eat dinner earlier. And originally we had the later one, but we saw 8.30 and it was like, yeah, we tend to go to sleep earlier and get up earlier. You know, even on vacation, we'll usually be up earlier trying to just get in everything and we'll crash out 10.30. So it was like, yeah, to eat at 8.30, we won't be there till 9.30. Like if we want to go to bed early, that's just not going to, for us, it made sense. So yeah. Oh, yeah. what time uh, is the early one? Early one's at six. Oh, okay. That's still late. Yeah. It's 545. 5.45 on our last cruise was 5.45. I need the senior time, uh, 4.15. <laughs> <laughs> play special. Yeah. Well, right. you, could, you could always go up to get quick service or cabanas if you don't want to do the mm-hmm. sit-down dining. So, yeah. So, John, being a foreign cruise, and I haven't took, taken a, a Disney foreign cruise, the, the makeup of the guests on the cruise, would you say is more Europeans or was it Americans that flew over to, to hop on the, on the drink. It, there was a mix. I don't know what the normal composition might be because there were definitely many uh, people who were there from Europe. You know, I heard a few British accents, uh, a few okay. French accents, but the majority of people were from the U.S., oh, wow. um, which, again, was a little bit of a shock after our week in, like, rural Portugal, going from that to, like, Disney, the Disney Cruise Line, which was almost like a slice of America there. That was a little overwhelming as well, because like we'd been eating a lot of seafood and a lot of like different pastries, and we get on, it's like, ooh, ice cream machine. So, <laughs> and and for the the actual your sit down meals every night, was it more of a European flair or more American or just you know <laughs> steak potatoes? I know over here, well you t- you know you take the, the ship here, it's more of a you know kind of a you know oh I got steak, I got this, you know maybe escargot, you know a couple of nights there. You know, but what do you? What was the the makeup of the the meals there? I'd say it probably wasn't that different than what you'd get here. Um, you know, a lot of times I was getting the seafood just because it's like, well, we're on the ocean. That makes sense to me. Um, but you know, tried a couple of the other things too, and I, like again, everything for the dinners was just fantastic. Great. Um, there there wasn't one bad meal there. So. And how I, was your serving team? Oh, they were wonderful. Um, yeah, so it it had been mentioned that my son's birthday was like the day before we left for Europe, um, which is part of how we chose our destination, our date to leave because he wanted to be home for his birthday. So totally fair. Um, but yeah, our team was just great. Like we, we almost got a little teary. We were saying goodbye to her at the end of it because, you know, she made sure he had a little birthday celebration while he was there. Um, like she made like some little flowers one day, just, just like little souvenirs. And he made her a birthday card because it happened to be her birthday while we were oh. there. Like it was just, Love it. she was just really sweet. And, um, yeah, I, I can't say enough about any of the cast members, really. It was the second day. I think I really realized like wh- when you go that like little bit extra and you reach out to them versus just having a transaction, you know, like I said, they knew me the, the cafe, 
day two, day three, like the new art orders. And it was just like, Oh, so did your son like the magician last night? And, and things like that. Like it, it was just, they were great. And there was like a, one that we'd see at the coffee and then we were getting popcorn for the show that night. She was there as well. Like the, so many of them were doing multiple duties and um, yeah, it was, this is, they were great. Good. So walking tour was day two or three. That was day three. There was a day at sea for the first day. Perfect. Okay. So next day, uh, day four, another port adventure? Yep. Day four was Lisbon, um, which was fantastic. And one thing that I missed there, on the way to Lisbon, we actually went through the Strait of Gibraltar. Oh, was amazing. Like, we, my, my daughter and I were up there for a solid hour. Um, everyone was up there for the first half hour. But then the Golden Mickeys were starting, and my son and wife went to go see that, and we stayed up top because it was just like, that's Africa. Like, this is yeah. just so cool. That's really cool. And yeah, I think you won that one. I think so, too. Yeah. Yeah. We went down for half of the show, and that was good, but then we went back up. Yeah. And so it was like the same side. That's and not something you, you get to see every day. So no. Could you have watched that from your veranda? Or were you was it better could, up on deck eleven or twelve? It was better on deck eleven or twelve. Um we we could see the Spain side from our uh room. But since we'd been in Europe for a week, we were just fascinated by the Africa side. If I'm being honest, the sides looked almost exactly the same. But it, they weren't, you know, they're just not. And uh, what was funny is I saw a cast member on the elevator down from South Africa and we were talking about it quickly and she was fascinated by the Europe side because to her Africa's old news. Like she grew up there. So there's some of those like differences in worldview too, which was kind of fun to see. That's really cool. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, but yeah, the next day was Lisbon. Um, and that was an interesting morning because we heard our first bright star alert. Oh, what's um, that? It was the only one of the crews, but that is a medical emergency of some sort. Uh, um, it was around like 6.15. We heard they called it to deck A, so we realized it was something with one of the cast members, presumably. Um, we didn't hear anything definitive, but we did hear through the, the crew's Facebook chat. Someone had asked their server, and they heard the person was okay, whatever it was. Yeah. But... Um, yeah, the, if there's a bright star alert, that is a medical emergency of some sort. And that is an announcement that goes everywhere. So they can make sure any staff that's needed for that can get there. Wow. Yeah. I've never heard that on a Disney cruise before. We had that on one of our ships, um, one of our sailings. Hmm. Yeah. So, so, yeah, so for Lisbon, we did the hop on, hop off bus. Um, I love those. <laughs> is that like an extra cost or is that included or is that? It was, it was one of the excursions. Mm -hmm. So it was the hop on hop off, um, which included the trams and the funicular, um, which think kind of the cable cars in San Francisco, if you don't know what they are, you know, the, the trams are more like the cable car kind of, and um, the funicular kind of does more the hills um, with the heat. We were really slowed down this day and there was a bunch of traffic. Um, so we did see the, um, 
the Tower of Belaim, which is a fortification, which is actually where the Portuguese explorers left from um, many years ago, of course. Uh, we went across the street to the Monasterio dos Geronimos, and I apologize to any native Portuguese speakers for my horrible accent. We um, have a lot of them. Our, our Portuguese download group is just small. Yeah, but they're angry. They're they're small, but they're mighty. They definitely <laughs> show yeah. their anger. Yeah, look out. Yeah. Look out, yeah. John. Yeah, that one person is really passionate about the show. Uh, send your comments to John Luther in our Facebook group. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the, the monastery is just one of the more I think it's one of the more famous icons of Lisbon um, we didn't go in just again because it was really hot and there were lines um, near there is a bakery that makes pastels de Balan which is a secret recipe that was first created in that monastery um, but it's basically a Portuguese custard tart Huh. And they're available in most of the country as pastai di nada. They're phenomenal. I had, I'll say I had one a day, and you know that probably means two to three. Um, they, they were so good. And we didn't get them this time because we had been there before. The line was like wrapped across, like around the corner. And we said, all right, we only have like six and a half hours in Lisbon before they're closing up the ship. Okay. So okay. let me not take 45 minutes. So, yeah, so um, after the after we didn't do that, we got back on the hop on, hop off and went more towards the center of town. We weren't really sure what the plan was because the hop on, hop off didn't bring you right back to the ship. They recommended one way, but we took a different way because um, one of the routes went towards the castle of St. George, which was just an old castle built in the 12th century. Um, which again, we just kind of saw it. We didn't really go in for that because from then it was getting time where we had to get back to the ship. Yeah. So it was not just a little 20 minute walk from there back to the ship, which was lovely, just kind of exploring some of that. Um, and so we had a little more time that afternoon, but when we got back on the ship, um, a couple nights before on the way to dinner, there was a violinist in the atrium. Uh, oh, my daughter cool. plays violin. And she wanted to stay, but we were like, we're kind of late for dinner, so we kind of need to go, but we will find him again. And he was playing like a half hour after we got back on the ship. So we went and she was thrilled. Like he was really good, but she was just engrossed. And after the show, she went over and said hi to him and they got a picture. He let him, he let her hold his fancy violin, which is clear. And um, it's just a cool, it was a cool oh, moment for her. So. That's great that he was so engaging with her and not like, oh, you silly little kid. I'm, you know, that's awesome. Yeah. No, he was really great with like, because she went over, another little kid went over, and he was very personable and friendly. And um, it was just in one of the lounges. It wasn't a huge crowd, but everyone there was pretty engrossed in what he was playing. So that's really great. He was playing at the crossroads of the ship. For our older uh, Muppet fans, they would get that one. Oh no! Get it, crossroads. I, I went. My I mind. Went you guys are the worst, right? <laughs> <laughs> I went to the crossroads. I'm thinking the fork in the road. That'll work too. Way to go. <laughs> um, so yeah, that night we ended up going to bed early though, because we again we've been going nonstop for a week and a half there, and it was just 
it was time. Yeah. So. So then what's, what's the next stop? Where are you going next? Next stop was Vigo. Um, so for that, again, we're, we're a little biased with Portugal. So the excursion we chose there actually went back over the border to Portugal to explore a fort city there. Um, so that was cool. It, it reminded me a lot of our hotel, except a lot larger. And there were a lot of little shops and touristy things in there, a couple cafes. So, um, yeah, I had my first pastry of the day. I think that may be my last best day to nada that, that trip. Um, <laughs> but it was so good. And the, the, the coffee also is to die for over there. Like I'm a big espresso fan now after our first trip there. Our first trip to Portugal, we got back after having espresso for a week. We made coffee at home. We threw the coffee machine away before we finished the coffee <laughs> and had to get an espresso. Um, so, yeah, it's the coffee was just so good, though. Um, and, yeah. But, um, yeah, that morning, um, the boat was – the ship was a little slow. Uh, we were actually were not in port. 15 minutes before we were supposed to meet for our excursion. And I was like, we're running a little late anyhow. And so I kind of went and asked, I'm like, so do we have like an extra 15, 20 minutes? And they're like, yeah, you'll be okay. So we thankfully didn't have to rush too badly from there. Um, but yeah, that, that trip went back into Portugal and then it was exploring um, Tui, which is a city in Spain. So it kind of crossed the border and explored two towns on opposite sides of the river that divides the countries. So that was really cool. There was a cathedral there that had a 12th century facade. Um, it was actually right on the uh, Santiago de Compostela, um, like the way the, that the uh, pilgrims will walk, um, mm -hmm. it, which was kind of cool. Um, so once we got back from that, we actually finally did the detective agency um, so my son had grabbed that on day one and we went to see Elemental the day at sea and he lost his card and he'd chosen like the puppy adventure or something. So the second time around, I suggested that everything is better with Muppets. So he did choose the Muppet one mm -hmm. and that was a lot of fun. So what John's talking about, um, on the dream and the fantasy, there are these cards and this interactive um, game you can play on the ship where the artwork comes to life is the best way I can explain it. And you get clues and you scan your card. So you're looking at a piece of framed artwork and you scan your card next to it and the artwork comes to life and talks to you and does stuff and you have to figure out the clues. So you'll be running from like aft to to um, forward seven to midship five and doing all these different clues and games. And um, my kids absolutely, absolutely love it. And um, that was probably one of their biggest disappointments on the wish is that they didn't have midship detective agency. So um, I'm glad that you had an opportunity to do that because it's, I think it's one of the best things on that class of, of ship is, is that game. Yeah. I, when I first saw the Muppet call board, I got all excited and I was like, well, wait a minute, why is this here? This is kind of, and then I found out it was part of that and I was like, okay, we got to do that. Yeah. You get your steps in. You we did. Sounds like it. 
It's super fun. I'm glad you did it. Did he like it? Oh, he loved it. Okay. Good. Yeah. So. So you were every day. You were you were gone every single day on an excursion. You had one at Sea Day. We we had one up at Sea Day, and then after that day in Vigo, we had our second at Sea Day. Okay. So, so you did have a little bit of time to explore the ship and do things on the ship. Yeah. We we had some of that anyhow, because um, it was the first sea day. And then with the excursions, there was time before and after usually. But this is the day we really first took advantage of like everything. So we okay. slept in, which was great. And after breakfast, we went over to our first trivia for some Disney trivia. And we thought we did pretty good. You know, we were... We are probably the top 15 percentile, but some of the questions people knew was like, how do you know that? That's amazing. I know. I know. Um, we went from there to bingo because we had to do bingo. That was... Oh, wait, John, did, they have the, did you have the actual dobbers or how did that work when you got the numbers? So they actually have two different ways to do it and two different costs, of course, or a family pack where you get both. So they had electronic tablets where you didn't even really have to pay attention except just watch to see if it told you you had bingo. Um, we gave the kids those, but we had daubers on like a paper sheet that was behind plastic so they could reuse them. And um, yeah, we did not come close to winning, but it was still fun. It was. So, so you guys do it just the opposite of us. We realize that our kids pay way more attention because the adults are having beverages. So we get the electronic versions. <laughs> and the kids get the ones where they have to pay attention because they're really into it. And we're like, oh, yeah, great, bingo. Um, so, yeah, we, we're having a little too much fun. And they're, they're the ones that are paying really close attention. <laughs> this bingo was in the morning. No judgments. But it, I think 10 for me is <laughs> a little doesn't matter to Jody. <laughs> Jody and Tim will get going early. <laughs> there we go. So, John, speaking of the sea days, I, I find it they're sometimes the best days because you get to hang out on the ship, sleep late. Did you do any of the onboard activities, like any tastings or things of that nature uh, during the sea days? I didn't do any of the tastings. Um, we looked them over. A lot of them had sold out before we even had a chance to book anything. Um, again, as first timers, you get whatever's left from everybody else. Which sounds so much more bitter than I meant it to. But yeah, there were a lot of excursions we wanted, right? Just on board, we didn't get a lot. Oh, that's no problem. I mean, you said you, do, you did a, a lot so far, right? So there you go. Yeah. yeah. After that, we just took a little break at the room. Um, and one of the highlights of the cruise was next was the baby racing. The Jack Jack Diaper Race. Yes. They made the babies race. They, made <laughs> they, they didn't race. make them. They didn't make them race. They get the opportunity uh, to. They get the opportunity it's to Jack race. Jack Diaper Dash, I think, yeah. is the name those of it. Those babies yeah. did not consent to that. I'm it is it there. the best thing ever. It something about it seemed vaguely illegal. I'm not gonna lie. It's only illegal if you bet. On it. It's it, the only time. It be bad. If you bet on it, then it's illegal. But if it's yeah, just them totally doing illegal. it, it's just natural fun. Okay, fair. Okay. Yeah. What well, one of the poor babies started crying, which you might expect because they're babies. <laughs> but no one did really well. Yeah. 
I love when the parents try to coax the baby to the other side with the, the, like their lovey or like a sibling or their favorite, um, you know, puffs or Cheerios or something. And they're trying to get the baby to crawl to the other side. I think it's absolutely hilarious. I, what is the age range on this? Can I put Crosby in this if I ever take my Crosby's own? not a crawler anymore. And I yeah. think they have to be crawlers. Yeah. If they can I walk, they're disqualified. Man. Yeah. What if every time he tries to stand up to walk, I just like <laughs> shove him down, <laughs> push him down. Like, uh, oh, that would, that, that would be a, that would be illegal. Yeah, okay, not I that know. I do that. I don't need child protective services showing up around. But I'm just <laughs> I, I'm just throwing it out there. That's oh, yeah, that's yeah. A, I love Jack Jack Cyber Dash. It's hilarious. That was phenomenal. So yeah, after and that we did a couple more trips. So you can stand up top and watch below, and everybody cheers, and it's it's pretty funny. Yeah. No, it was so crowded. Everyone was there going nuts. It was, it was super neat. How was your, but one thing I meant to ask you was how was your weather? Did, when you were at sea, were you able to enjoy the pools or the slides or anything? Or was it, um, you know, what, what was the weather like that time of year? So most days were really warm. This day at sea, it was actually really cold. Um, We did go to the pool for a while, but they were actually handing out blankets Oh yeah. Um, Which was kind of refreshing after like a few days where it was really warm. Did you go to the adult pool at all or the adult area? We walked through it, um, but we didn't really take advantage of that. We, we did uh, encourage the kids to go to the open house for edge um, that first night. And they went and they kind of had fun, but we we all get along it, it, we all get along really well and like they kind of wanted to spend the time with us versus go there and do whatever the activities were. So you know, as long as they still like spending time with us, I'm going to take advantage of that every time. You kind of have to, yeah, yeah. So probably going to be gone much sooner than you want it to be. Yeah. <clears throat> so so no, that was that was cool, but yeah, it was since we were all together for most of it, there wasn't a lot of the adult side of things. Um, as a result. Okay. Got it. Sorry it was cold on your sea day. That's like the perfect day to go enjoy all the... <laughs> but So here's the question, though. Can't you still do a lot of the fun stuff on the ship that's inside, like restaurants and comedy shows and all that kind of stuff? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's the day... Oh, no, we actually did mini-golf the next day, but it was still a little cooler that next morning. Um, but no, it was very easy to still do stuff. You know, I, it was kind of not, it was kind of nice actually wearing a sweatshirt. It seeks. It felt, you know, again, we're in new England. So to me, when I'm on the ocean, I, in my mind, I should be wearing a sweatshirt. Yeah. So, you know, it was kind of cool from that viewpoint, but, um, yeah, but then you know, we did a couple more trivias and then that night was believe. And what was kind of cool is for the pre-show, it was the same violinist that we'd seen a couple days before. Um, doing a couple tunes. So again, it was just like cool seeing him again and she was happy to see him again too. But That's awesome. Um, a question I have, did you buy the photo package for this cruise? Because it's very different than Disney World or Disneyland. It's very different. We looked at it and all I remember is it's more than the photo packages at Disney World. Um and we weren't sure how many opportunities there'd really be for photos. And we were like, well, the package, if we decide to get 10, 
it's a bit less, let's see what they are. And if we, if we were wrong, we take our medicine and just do it. Um, in the end, a lot of the photos they were willing to do with your cell phone as well, you know, kind of like they would at Disney. Mm -hmm. And there weren't any that were better than what we had on our cell phones where we said we have to get that photo. Oh, that's great. So it kind of worked out on that. Um, but yeah, we definitely went back and forth on that. Like, should we do it? Should we not? Um, and we just elected not to in the end. So it's good. It's nice that they were taking photos for you. Yeah. Yeah. That worked out. Okay. So. Awesome. All right. So yeah. this was your last sea day then, and then you're going into where France. Then we went into France. Okay. So we really did want to do a Paris excursion. That also was a two and a half hour ride each way for about six hours, seven hours, maybe in Paris. So the fact we didn't get it wasn't a total disappointment. Um, it would have been great, but it would have been a cliff note version of Paris. And yeah. this gives us an excuse to go back there someday. Yeah. Um, have you been to Paris? I have. Nobody else has. So. Okay. Um, and that was last century. So it's been a while. Um, yeah, me too. It was yeah. 97 last time I was in Paris. Yeah. So I, yeah. I think it was, it may have been the nineties, but it was the other end. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, that there instead, we went to the town of Rouen, which, um, is best known for the cathedral that Monet painted something like 90 different times, um, in his paintings. So, that was the um, Cathedral de Notre Dame de Rouen, um, which was amazing. The original tower dates back to 1201, um, which is just, it, it, like, I love all the history and all that from Europe and seeing these things that are, you know, it was, it's just ancient and it's beautiful. And um, there was a few bombings there and this is a reoccurring theme in a lot of the places we were during world war ii uh, miraculously the cathedral was almost untouched wow. like one went off nearby so there's some smoke damage on one wall but that's about it um and it's just amazing that it managed to escape all of that during those days yeah that is crazy that is crazy um so yeah, that, that was amazing. There's like an old town there that I don't know exactly how far back that dates, but um, it's a road that was used when the Romans were there and that was really cool. Um, we hit another check on the list. The one thing my son wanted in France was a baguette. Um, my daughter wanted it. <laughs> so we found a, like one of the little bakeries on the side of the road there. And, you know, I said in my not great uh, high school French, you know, pardon me, but do you speak English? And she didn't really, which was kind of fun. So then it was, okay, how much of this can I remember? And so I was doing the best I could and we were communicating, which was great. And um, I kind of looked over to one point and the other woman who was working the counter with her, had a smile on her face. It's like, she knows English. She absolutely could step in if she wanted to. She's enjoying watching this. <laughs> so 
I don't know if she was appreciating my horrible French or just that I was trying or her coworkers discomfort, but that was super cool. They got their baguette, they got the beignet. It was successful. So that's, that's awesome. awesome. Um, and how, how was it? What was their review of the baguette? Oh, he loved it. Yeah. And yeah, I, I didn't tell him the grocery store a mile away he has them too, but, um, but it was probably better than theirs. So. Probably, but he wouldn't notice. <laughs> so hopefully he doesn't listen to this though. Man. <laughs> they might listen to this one. So. Well, now that when he gets home, he knows he can go to the grocery store yeah. and live his France experience, right? Right. What's up, awesome. Um And at this point, I was getting a little nervous because we had an hour and we were coming up on that hour of free time. And I tend to subscribe to On Time is Late. You know, if I'm not there a little early, I get a little anxious. We got there exactly on time. And my wife kind of was like, see, it was fine. We weren't even the last ones there. And that was great. Um, it did take like 10 minutes for that last group to get there. Um, and here's where the adventure got a little more interesting. We were going back to the bus. Our tour guide kind of looked at the crosswalk. Cars were great about stopping at crosswalks. Um, about a third of our group had gone across. Some were already all the way across. We hear a honk. We hear somebody yelling something. And we see two guys on a scooter coming right at us. The driver was smiling. And it didn't seem like they were slowing down. Oh. So a woman and her daughter in our group were hit by this scooter. Oh, my God. Um, they were both knocked down. The scooter knocked down. The two guys fell off of it. Our tour guide was amazing. He ran over and grabbed one of them. Um, someone said he actually headbutted him to like stop him from trying to get away. The other guy hopped on the scooter and took off. So the mom got up and was okay. The daughter got up and was holding her arm. Um, it, it, we were just so worried about her because it was like, okay, is she gonna be okay? Like it's the last day of the cruise and it's like the poor kid might have a broken arm. Oh my gosh. So, our tour guide was holding on to the guy for a bit. Somebody else came in and was pointing out, well, you could be in trouble because you're holding him. And he wasn't even driving. He wasn't. So the other person intervened. Our tour guide saying, if I let him go, he will run off. And the guy was like, no, no, I won't. And the guy made him let go. The guy took off. Um, he did leave an AirPod. And a couple of the younger people in our group were smart and took pictures of them. So the police got there three minutes later. They showed them the pictures and they actually knew the people. They oh. had known them around town. Yeah. So the ambulance showed up a couple minutes later. They checked her out. She was fine. You know, she was shaken up, but she was okay, which was wonderful to hear because, you know, no one cared about the excursion or getting back on time. It was all, is this little girl going to be okay? And I think that goes back to our point about why you book excursions through Disney Cruise Line. Because had that happened through a third-party vendor, and let's say you were, you know, delayed and not back on the ship, you would have that would have been just problematic. So yeah. things happen. I mean, I'm glad the little girl was okay. I'm glad that the mom or whomever was with her was okay. Yeah. I'm sorry that all happened, but it, you know, that's kind of one of the reasons why it's best to. Mm -hmm book excursions, if you're going to spend the extra money for an excursion, you might as well book it with, with Disney. Yeah. yeah it was, that was just crazy. But yeah, that we were thinking that when it was the time too, because since it was through them, 
even though that night it was like the 11 o'clock get back on ship because it was Paris, um, it was still a little bit of a relief that we'd gone that way. So, because mm -hmm. that was a couple, I think it was like a, it was about an hour all said and done for all that. So, um, wow. so yeah, that was a bit of an adventure. Glad everyone was okay. Yeah. That, that was all we all That's cared about. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's not something you think of going on a cruise. It's not. And, and even crossing the streets, like we'd all been looking and they kind of came out from nowhere too. So, you know, it's, but again, that was definitely an interesting, interesting bonus part to the, you know. Yeah. So story. you never forget. Right. And then, so from there you have one more day, you're sailing to Southampton, England to disembark, yeah. right? Yeah, that was the debarkation day. Um, so that actually was not bad at all. We elected to kind of just have a quick breakfast. Um, we'd actually gotten some pastries the night before. Or, no, I'm confusing days. I forget how we did breakfast now. <laughs> um, but yeah, we had, we did have some stuff to eat. Um, and maybe it was from two days before and I'm just losing my mind. But yeah, uh, but getting off the ship was not bad. We, um, you know, we of course had our coffees one more time. Um, you know, we had our free one lined up. So we had to take advantage of that. Did you have the punch cards by five, get one free? Um, a lot of people were lined up, but I think a lot of them had their luggage tags where they were. Because so what they'll do is they'll call different groups based on a luggage tag you'll get. We had many, I'm sure it was Mickey, Pluto, et cetera. Um, but we elected just to carry our bags. Um, for this two week trip, we managed to do it with bags that should be carry on. They were not in every wow. case, but um, different airlines have really different rules we found out, but um, we were able to just walk off ourselves. Um, you know, we went, we'd done a private transfer to London um, this is something where I just felt better having a known ride and we knew there would be ways to get them there, but it just felt better knowing this car is reserved for you. Um, you know, it was, I, I want to say it was a, almost a two hour drive to get there. Um, and, uh, yeah, we went to a hotel there. We had about a half day in London to explore um, which was cool. Our hotel was walking distance to Buckingham Palace. Um, so we stopped at a little cafe for lunch and it started to rain because it's London. Um, we got our first souvenirs in London. We each have umbrellas from London now, which are lovely, very useful. Um, but then we went and saw Buckingham Palace and we did another hop on hop off. Um, so we were able to get to the Tower of London Unfortunately, by the time we got there, they were highly encouraging people not to bother going in because there just wouldn't be enough time to see it properly. Mm -hmm. um, that also I saw many years ago and um, thinking about some of the stories that would be there, it's kind of Alcatraz-y, which I love that stuff, but I'm probably the only one in the household that loves that stuff. So it was, yeah. it was an okay one to skip. Lots of gory details. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And ghosts. Yeah. yeah. Oh. My nine, my no, nine year old loved it. He loved to no. the, uh, all that stuff. He's that was right. his favorite thing. 
why would anyone like ghosts? They're terrible. They torment people. Uh, you can't stop them. Um, they leave slime. I think that's a different ghost. Have you have you guys about. not seen Ghostbusters? Uh, no, we we have. We have. We were talking about more haunted mansion ghosts than yeah. you know, slime. I have not seen that yet. Uh, Mike Casper. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry, John. Uh, these people cannot be controlled. <laughs> what people, Jody? What people, um, Jody? <laughs> so, from there, we had to have fish and chips for dinner. Of course, oh, definitely. definitely. Um, we found and mushy peas. We found a local pub. It was a semi-local pub. It was also walking distance. There were actually people who were locals who were going in and out. So we were like, no, this is the real thing. We did start with a scotch egg, which was excellent. Um, we, My wife and I had fish and chips. The kids actually ended up getting burgers. But they were the best fish and chips I've ever had. The, 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 it was just a perfect crispiness for the batter around the fish. The fries were a little different, but they were like just a perfect crispiness as well. Um, desserts, the kids got a brownie sundae that was amazing. Um, and we had a, I think we had a Yorkshire pudding that was really, really good as well. Like just for a random pub to have such good food surprised us. Um, and then we got up the next day, went back to Buckingham Palace again, just cause we could, got pictures of it being less crowded. Uh, stopped at a random bakery by there, um, got a really good breakfast, hopped uh, over and um, got on our flight back home. So, wow. What a that trip. Sounds, yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah. It was great. Um, you know, there, there were a couple of the thorns when it came to the cruise, just the seasickness, but it was great. Um, yeah, the only thing I think I would have wanted to change is more time in each port for excursions. Because it's like, okay, we're here in Europe. I totally want to explore Europe. And then sometimes it's like, yeah, but your bedtime's going to be 4 o'clock if you leave on the ship. So um, I did wonder if, for a first-time cruise, if the Caribbean might have been a better answer. Um, just from the viewpoint of it's kind of like just the islands with the beaches, which are lovely and great. But being like a history nerd... I love seeing that stuff. And it, again, that's not meant as a critique or anything like that at all, because it was great. That's like the one thing I'm like, oh, I wonder if that might have been better for the first time. But we have no regrets. We, you know, we didn't book our next one while we were on, but the seasickness was way too fresh in our head still. Yeah. It wouldn't have been like four days. But if you'd asked us that night, like, oh, would you do another cruise? We might have said, yeah, maybe not. And we left the cruise saying, oh, we'd absolutely do it again. Oh, yeah. So. Good. I always book the placeholder because you have two years to use it. So, and, and if you, so it's $250. And if you don't use it within two years, you get your $250 back. So for me, it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, well, you can hold on to my, because you get 10% off um, mm-hmm. if you book a placeholder. So you, you have, you book it. You don't have to say like, I want to go on June 7th, 2024. You just, book that placeholder to save any time in the next two years. I think I might sail. Here's my 250 bucks. I get 10% off. Just hold it just in case. And then if I don't, they're like, ah, here's your money back. So um, that's always 
my modus operandi just in case, like even this last cruise, I don't think we'll cruise again because we've got too many other trips to do before our daughter graduates, but eh, just in case, nice to have it on your back pocket. Yeah. And uh, for our travel agents, um, you actually, once you do a placeholder, you can call them and tell them, and then Disney would move it over toward them as well. So they would get credit and can continue the booking for you. Oh, if because you and Jody, remind me, can you do, is it two placeholders? We only just do one, but I think you can do you two. You can get two rooms per, two rooms, per yes. sailing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you so, can yeah. book two placeholders. And, you're, mm -hmm. um, and then if you use a travel agent, obviously a lot of them give onboard credits and things like that. So it's even more money off. So it, mm -hmm. it's so a it sale. Adds it it's adds sale. up. It adds up. It's a sale, like sale. Sailing. Uh, yes, oh, it's yeah. a S-A-I-L-S-A-L-E. Um, yeah. hmm. Well, John, what would you say is like your highlight memory of this trip? Because you, I mean, okay, so I'm not talking about your trip ahead of time with your family. Let's take that part out. Let's talk about the actual Disney part and the Disney cruise and the excursions. What is your one moment, your one memory, your one absolute, this was my incredible, huge highlight from, from this trip? It's so tough to choose one. I mean, there was- You can, you can play by John, the other John's rules. Yeah. 25 no, 100%. <laughs> just break the rules. Yeah. They don't even really matter. I, I'm really a sucker for any of like the really historic things. Like when I see, like we, we saw in our um, Vigo day, when we went back over the border to Portugal, they had a Roman mile marker from the first century BC. That's crazy. Wow. And I, I see stuff like that. And, you know, it's just like, you're, you're really like tasting the history. You can touch it. You know, the these cathedrals that are 800 years old, like it, it just blows my mind. Even the forts, which are new, only being 400 years old. Like, I think it's, if I have to capture, I guess I'd just say the history of it all. And um, yeah, that, that's what, you know, again, that's focusing more on the excursions. And if I go on the ship, it's just probably the interactions with all the cast members that really makes it special. Um, you know, like the the time with our um, wait staff in the restaurant, our hostess um, for our room was wonderful as well. You know, she was, you know, always asking us, oh, what are you guys up to today? And, you know, we'd come back and the room would be pulled out and, you know, we'd the and magicians yeah yeah so the shows were all great the food was really you know really good to great so it was just it's tough to pick so yeah i gave like five answers there i think so i think i'm good but that That's means fun. you did it right yeah you're following our uh, our cultural norms at disney with the ducks so it's fine um, sounds like you had a really good trip though, John, and I'm glad you got to experience that with your, your kids and your wife and meeting your in-law or bettering the relationship with your in-laws. That's awesome. Now Thank I want to book a Mediterranean cruise. I want to go over to Europe. <laughs> yeah. I just want to, I'm going on my first cruise next summer. It's not Disney because you know, there's six of us and that would be $12 million. I think was the <laughs> not with a placeholder. Right. Then it would have been uh, 10.8 million. <laughs> Everything helps. That 10%, yeah. Um, so now we're going to go into our favorite part of the show, Quacking Up with the Ducks. So, John, you're the guest of honor tonight. Why don't you um, start us off? Okay. So uh, 
Yeah, well, so once we got back last week, you know, the kids were kind of saying, well, what's our next vacation going to be? I told them, well, good news, guys. We have enough money to go on our next trip. And said, oh, great, when are we going? And I said, when we have enough money to get back. (laughs) (laughs) Very nice. Uh, All right, Jody. You uh, well, you were talking about going to, to France, which is um, hopefully on our 2025 list and um, made me think about the French and, and their cuisine, which is always quite delicious. So why do the French eat snails? I don't know why. Because they don't like fast food. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. <All> right. <laughs> it's funny. Lonnie, what about well, you? Well, you know, John just got off a boat, so that made me think about, did you guys hear the one about the red and blue ship that collided at sea? No. Yeah. The sailors were marooned. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to purple. I'm like, what is he called? I was thinking purple, too, and I'm like, I couldn't come up with a punchline. Maroon. Central Michigan University, maroon and gold. Fire up chips. Right? No, nobody else. No. No. Okay, that's fair. Um, Kevin. <laughs> well, mine's more of a story. So I, I came home, you know, a couple weeks ago and had a had a slow leak in my Jeep tire. I went down to the local gas station and went to put some air in my tire, and it was a dollar fifty to fill up my to fill up my tire. It's always been free. So I go in, I'm like. You know, it only took cash. I'm like, what am I supposed to do? What's going on? Why is it a dollar fifty now? And the attendant behind the counter said, "Inflation." <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, oh boy! You love a good economics joke. Uh, we were talking a little bit earlier about like um, music and stuff, but I was wondering why did the tortilla chip start dancing? Because they put on the salsa. <laughs> you guys, you don't, I don't need the pity laugh, Lonnie. No, it was a good, that was a good one. I, don't, I, I, don't I know, know it was bad. No, That's no, bad. it wasn't. Um, thank you everyone for staying with us this long. Hopefully you guys had, um, had fun listening to John's trip report about him and his family going over to Europe and going on a Disney cruise. Uh, go over to your podcatcher, give us a five-star review and yep, all five of them. And then write some good things about how well we do at life because, you know, we need that. We like that reinforcement. Um, but anyway, uh, the only other thing to say, I guess, is Quaharini. Bye, everyone. Bye, friends. Hey, everybody. Woo!